0: Hello and welcome to the uh, Papa Loves You podcast, episode two, with Melly DeMartian. How are you, Melly?
1: Hey, I'm doing very, very well. How I'm, are you?
0: I'm fantastic. Absolutely delighted to have you here. Um, you know, we've been friends for a long time and it's fun. It's fun. Yes.
2: Yes. Hell yeah. T-
1: to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm excited for this talk. I'm excited to be here. Oh, awesomeness.
0: It's gonna be great. So we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Um I guess I guess do you wanna maybe start with Juneteenth? Just
2: yes. What it's absolutely. all about since that's
0: it today, apparently. It's it's not really <laughs> yes. a thing in the the UK. Um, although it probably should be kind of recognized because we kind of caused the US, <laughs> didn't we? So <laughs> it's kind of our fault our bad i'm sorry
1: oh my gosh well so i i think it's so timely that uh that today's podcast landed on uh june 19th so juneteenth is um a celebration of pretty much the last state to uh inform slaves that they were free and um it was pardon. <laughs> so it was in uh, in Galveston, Texas. So like two and a half years prior, um, Abraham Lincoln had already kind of wrote the, the emancipation of slaves, like freed the slaves. Um, but Texas was an area that had not fallen to the Union. So they were still uh, Confederate controlled. So it wasn't until about two and a half years later that they're like, okay, I guess we'll tell you. And so it was a huge, huge deal um and I think it's so the the timeliness of it, um uh, because July fourth is like the the entire nation's kind of emancipation, but um, from I, I us. think that
0: <laughs> freedom from <us. laughs>
1: yes, looking <we'll keep> <laughs> but um. But yes yes so i think i think that today is is such a such a wonderful day for this conversation and to um i don't know make people aware of some things e if they weren't before and just have some good context around it
0: it's just it's it's something to you know the fact that it happened in the first place that there was stuff like slavery and stuff is is so fucking yeah. atrocious but to to have a day to recognize when that ended uh for this particular nation because a lot of other countries there's still that going on unfortunately and there's just there's some horrible shit out there but i don't know it's, it's beautiful it's a good thing and it's you know it's every human being regardless of you know what patch of land uh what what genitals they're attracted to. Everyone deserves (laughs) (laughs) equal footing. Everyone deserves to be treated like a normal human being.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I think, you know, jokingly, a lot of the times, like I'll tell people, like I I'm I it is no concern what giblets excite you or, (laughs) or what giblets you have. Like it's what matters is like the depth of your being. And your appreciation for, um, you know, everyone and everything around you, because, you know, ultimately, uh, my personal opinion is like, ultimately, everything is here to to teach us and guide us through, you know, this this human experience that we're having. And there's just, you know, with this month being um, also Pride Month in in the United States, it's there's just so many different celebrations going on and it's, it's so exciting and it's so beautiful to see everyone in like their element, whether they're, they're celebrating, you know, the the love that they share or just who they are, how they identify. I I mean, I don't know. It, it really excites me. And anyone who finds hatred or frustration in the love and joy and celebration of others.
0: <sighs> you mean it the it sucks to suck. <laughs> you mean the when straight pride crowd. Is that mm-hmm. what you're talking about? Well, yes. let me address that now for the straight pride people. Like Luke, <laughs> the reason that pride exists is because there are people out there because of something they can't control, they would rather die than be honest mm-hmm. with themselves. Because of people like you. So no, there's no straight pride. Fuck off
1: anyway exactly (laughs) you know it's it's interesting i actually just had a conversation yesterday about um the acronym lgbtqia plus and um the not necessarily the validity of it um, and i by no means am the spokesperson for this amazing group of people however You know, I I find myself, you know, an ally and very much a part of the community in any way, shape or form I can possibly be. Um, But it it was interesting how, um, you know, sometimes people feel that when things get too complicated, they kind of like throwing up my red flag, like this, there's just so many acronyms. I just don't understand what's happening. Um, And ultimately it's like, well, the same way we learn about everything else there is on this planet, uh, we can sit down and learn these acronyms and just embrace them for what they are. (laughs) So, you know, lesbian gay transgender transsexual intersex um an ally and everything that is fluid in between um so the, you know, the, the a actually clear. stands
0: for asexual
1: asexual
0: yes uh the ally part is not part of the the acronym and that's something there's been quite a lot of discourse over twitter about
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: well that's but yeah <laughs> so it's a- now, asexual so it's people who do not have a sexual attraction Which is, yeah, (laughs) everyone's learning. That's actually
1: awesome. That's good. Thank you for educating. Pardon. Thank you for educating (laughs) me on that. Because, I mean, I, it's, and I'm glad you said that because even yesterday, um, I had mentioned that, you know, there are people who don't have any sexual attraction to anyone or anything, and that's okay as well. Um, and I, I forget what it was. I was listening to a podcast where even people who are asexual still like that emotional connection to people, um, Mm. still have, you know, very fulfilling lives and everything. So there's um, there's
0: people who are asexual who still have, you know, sex, but it's not mm -hmm. seen as they want to have sex. They want to share something intimately with their partner. And it's not necessarily the fact they're having sex. It's just the fact they're sharing Mm -hmm. something everyone thinks about it differently and you know it's it's a beautiful thing like yeah everyone is so different there's there's so many different variety and like people that just want to lump it down to two categories like fuck (sighs) like it's like going to an ice cream parlor and all there is (laughs) is fucking vanilla Like Who who wants that? Vanilla is great. Cool. Awesome. But don't you want something else in your life, you know?
1: Exactly. And then there's people like me who can't even have the dairy vanilla. (laughs) I gotta have oat milk or almond milk or coconut milk. milk.
0: awesome though. Oat milk's really good.
1: (laughs) It is. It is. It is so good. And so, I mean, it's just like the variety of life is amazing. It's just Mm like um, the five love languages, you know? everyone speaks their love language differently and even people who are sexual may not like the types of sexual things that other people like so it's just there's so many layers to everything and to think that it's just like mm, black or white is just ridiculous but i mean like i, I digress <laughs> I,
0: the the whole. The whole acronym and everything existing—it's really important and stuff. But like personally, for Mm -hmm. me, I'd just prefer there was no labels. I just prefer that's a person, (laughs) you know. Who gives a fuck? Like
1: exactly, exactly.
0: Again, I just want everyone to be treated equally, and you know, when when the whole like uh, Black Lives Matter stuff kind of kicked off at the start of the the pandemic, Mm -hmm. uh, I was like super confused by it because. You know, I've I've always been raised, uh, like, my mother was awesome. Like, she is awesome. She's still awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was raised basically being shown, you know, everyone's a human being. Treat them all with, with respect. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter, you know, where they're from or what they're into or whatever. And, like, when I got into the real world, it was a whole fucking shock for me.
1: Uh, I, I can only imagine. It, it's... So for me, I grew up in um, the southeast portion of the United States. So um, considered the Bible Belt, and <clears throat> very much uh, southern, old fashioned. Which you know, to some extent, there were there is a subtle charm, if you will, about it. But there are other aspects of it where it's like the unspoken um, nuances of growing up in a very strict area where, um, I mean, it's just, there are times where, you know, my family and I were going to a store, the, the, the door opens to like your local clothing store, what have you. And if someone is exiting, depending on who they are, like you step to the side and it's like, it's so strange. It's just like, it, it, it took, It took me a long time to realize that, oh, I am learning behaviors that make me subconsciously think that I am an inconvenience to others in some way, shape or form, or I am, you know, I'm lesser, I need to make others more comfortable around me than, than necessary. And it's It was, it was very challenging. I, um, I'll tell you a quick story about when I was in college. Please do. Um, and I, uh, so my, my educational background is in civil engineering and I was starting off schooling in a very small town, uh, very close to home to help family. And, um, I was one of seven students in pre-engineering courses. A lot of the times I was the only, you know, person who identified as a female, (laughs) the only person who, you know, just so happened to be a minor. And um, as far as like how I identify and, you know, I was also a tutor. And so my classmates, you know, they would come by the library, we would study and practice together. And it was. A phenomenal experience to finally feel like, oh, I feel like I'm a part of this like community and this is awesome. And so when we started to apply to larger colleges to go into our specific branches of engineering, um, you know, I, I had a classmate who I'd studied beside for, you know, about eight months or so. And I thought we had this I thought we had this, you know, bond, if you will. You know, just kind of that <clears throat> we've been in the trenches together, you know, we've been through things. And he was just like, you know, wherever you apply to, you have a better chance of getting in than me. And so I was like, uh, mixed emotions. <laughs> How do you mean? It's like, well, first of all, you're, you know, a minority and you're a girl, so schools need more of that. So you're totally going to get in. And I was like, um, I'm pretty sure because I've been on the president's list and the dean's list, and I'm acing these classes. Uh, and you may not be could possibly be the reason why. And I mean, it's just it's it's so frustrating. And I mean, to me, just the audacity that someone could look me in my eyes and say um you're just getting in because of who you are not because of your efforts at all
0: you're just getting in apparently because you're you're black and female like
1: exactly that's such a
0: ridiculous statement like it's like the people who got mad about hot tub streamers Mm. my my numbers are lower because there's girls in hot tops it's like no it's not
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, let's be or honest here. Like, with with my games
0: and stuff, someone, some attractive lady in a hot tub wasn't making a difference to me playing Dark Souls and laughing at farts. Like it's, it's, a, it's a different demographic. But that's yes. that's frustrating. Yes. That's gotta be like that's gotta like kind of hurt as well. It's gonna make you feel like you know your achievements oh, yeah. are almost given to you, which they're not. You worked hard for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, it it, it bothered me so tremendously then. And, um, as I've gone through my adult life, um, and my professional career, it, it has plagued me. Like, honestly, I think about, um, you know, different awards that I've received or recognition that I've received by the company or, um, the, the levels of promotion as far as like, I, I've I have never been minimally involved in anything that I do. Anything that I involve myself with, I give a hundred plus percent of myself. Like I'm not just a a, a passive recipient of mm-hmm. it. So um, you know, I'm very involved in organizations, both through my college life and also my professional life. <clears throat> and I think to myself, like, was I you know, given this opportunity because of my gender, it was I given this opportunity because you know because I'm I'm not white like a lot of my coworkers, and it's it's always something that kind of like dances in the back of my mind, but you know that's where I start to journal and meditate and think like okay, okay, is this my anxiety speaking, or is this me? Is this like a true concern, or what? I'm like just trying to get to the bottom yeah. of where it's stemming from because I don't think people understand some of the hurtful things that are said, whether it's intentional or not, it lasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it leaves an everlasting mm-hmm. impression, like it leaves a scar in there, <laughs> yeah,
0: for so. sure it's it, it, the way that people you know they're they're trying to be kind, but sometimes with them trying to be helpful or kind or, you know, trying to show that they understand something, they're being way more hurtful.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: A lot of people, they just don't realize they're doing that, though. And, Mm
1: -mm.
0: like, what was told back to you when you were studying was another person being insecure because they thought they were great, but the reality was they weren't. That's all it was. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and trying to find validity in well if I apply to this school and I don't get in but they get in I have a reason now as to why I didn't get in so I feel better it's and it's, it's like
0: essentially playing trauma tag
1: exactly so it's like here have and, that
0: <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> and you don't like to me it just it always blows my mind like you don't have to put someone else down in order for you to bring yourself up and to make it to make matters not necessarily worse but to add more context to it you know this was a relatively young college student i was a relatively young college student at the time and as an adult now i'm thinking what influenced him to think that way what conversations are being had in the background of you know their environment to make them think and feel and act that way.
0: Yeah. I I don't know like sometimes it's not even like where they are or you know their environment it's just that they're just looking really deep to find excuses because they know yes. they're not going to do well <laughs> they know they're going to fail and they they like their brain can't figure that out because they mm-hmm. think like it's is that more like a narcissism
1: type trait? I I, yeah, that's that. That sounds a lot like a like a narcissistic trait for sure. Because I mean, everything in some way, shape, or form is somehow tied back to them.
0: Because I uh, most people don't think that way. If I'm going to fail something, my first thought is, "Oh my god, I'm shit at this." (laughs) I don't start blaming other people or all this. I'm just like, "My god, I'm terrible." You know?
1: (laughs) No, that's a that's a really good point. That's a really, really good point. Because if I suck at something or if I fail at something, I'm never like, oh, it's because it's because Wook is here. I'm telling you, if (laughs) Wook was not standing there, I would.
0: (laughs) It's just, it's mad. It's like when people think that way that, oh, this isn't going well. Well, it can't, can't be my fault.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. No, absolutely not. And, and of course they're always right. Always. Of course. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but like so just everyone just needs to accept that some people are a different shade of color of skin or they come from a different it, patch of dirt but it doesn't exactly. make any difference like exactly
2: none.
1: <laughs> yes
0: um, and
2: yeah
1: go on <laughs> I, I no i was just gonna say i think uh, there's this podcast i'm gonna have to share with you um about this there's a story of a young woman like real life story um she's a young black woman and she was adopted by a family in Mexico. Mm. And so she was raised in Mexico. She speaks Spanish. Like mm. that is her culture, that is her life. And she just so happens to have the origin of being a, a black woman. Mm. And it is so incredible to see how um, how she documents her experiences kind of, um, growing up and getting into her adult life. And she's like, yeah, you know, I still go back home and like, see my family and my cousins. And when I tell people at college and school that like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Mexican. I'm, I'm this, like, this is my family. Let me show you, uh, show you pictures of my family. It's like, so many people are confused. And it's, and it, it, it brings about like the idea that, Subconsciously, people are making judgments and assumptions about everyone's backgrounds all the time. And to some extent, as as human beings, if you will, like it's allowed us to survive. Like if we see something big and furry in the woods, we're not gonna say, let's let's just go explore. Let's not make any assumptions about this. Like we're like, okay, could be danger. Let's back (laughs) up.
0: Generally, if you see something big and furry in the woods, I'm walking my neighbor's dog or something. You know it's not. It's probably not something as scary as you think.
1: Or it's Wookie. Oh my goodness! I'll I'll think of that next time I'm I'm hiking. I what certainly is that?
2: will. It's just Wookie. It's fine.
1: Wookie, is is that you?
2: It's- <laughs> Give me an ooh if it's safe. just echoing
0: through the forest. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> oh, it's just goodness. mad that, that people still use, you know, like, visually mm. what a person is when you don't know. Like, to me, where you're from isn't what patch of dirt you were born on or your genetics. It's culturally what you were surrounded with as you were, like, in your formative years. Mm-hmm. You grew up around this cultural stuff. And that's your culture because that, that's where you learn everything. That's where you learn your behaviors. You learn how to, you know, communicate. Learn how to play with toys. Everything. That's your culture. Yes. Not not the yes. patch of dirt you're from.
1: Hmm. It's so as I well, you know, I I teach yoga and I absolutely love everything holistic and wellness mm-hmm. and and self growth and self learning and um. So as I was learning or as I am continuing to learn about the chakras, the energy wheels that we have within our bodies, um, it's interesting that some of the chakras, not that they ever stop growing, but some don't get activated until certain years um, and some become more rigid. So for example, your initial chakras from birth to about you know 7 to 12 years old there's your um your root chakra the the feeling of like feeling safe and you know your presence and your your existence just as a just as the the essence of it and then there's your sacral chakra the the love the well-being you know the care And then there's like, you know, above that, you have your your solar plexus chakra, which is your identity. And all of those are formed in your early years. And it's, it's so interesting. It's like, whether you were, you know, cared for when you cried, or if your parents or grandparents had the mindset of, oh, let them cry it out, like that develops how you Handle things like way later on in life, the same way if you know if you were able to express yourself by you know putting spray colors in your hair or if you were allowed to reorganize your room or if you could pick out your own toys, it's just these little nuances that truly create who you are because i I, I know. For a lot of people who have experienced trauma or who have lived in places that are not truly conducive to safety and education, just like out and about, it's like, depending on what kind of environment they had, they could either, you know, excel or find a lot of obstacles to overcome as they, you know, get to a place where they can succeed. So, So the whole,
0: like, chakra sort of it's kind of like a holistic way to explain the development of personality and who you are that's really Mm -hmm. cool actually I've never really thought about it that way because you know me I'm just a massive skeptic and (laughs) (laughs) I'm cool with stuff like this like again I've got pagan friends if they were to say they were going to curse me I'd be scared but (laughs) you know I'm just I, I just think a lot of these things are just different ways to explain things and, exactly but it's cool that's really cool like because you do like a reiki healing and mm-hmm.
1: all sorts of yes. cool stuff
0: like that Like, a, yes. what have you got under your belt with all that stuff
1: oh my goodness um
0: <laughs> get your I, batman style utility belt out of healing show show me
1: <laughs> oh my goodness where do i start where do i start i could i could literally grab I could grab my crystals, I could get my, my organ, like, (laughs) um, so, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, well, we could start with the simplest form of meditation, breathing exercises, which is like where I start, um, and you know, like, sometimes I'll do wellness streams where, Literally, I'm just taking people through breathing exercises, and there are two types well, more than two types, clearly, but the two major types that I kind of go through is like whether you're trying to ground yourself, like if you're feeling heightened energy, a lot of anxiety, um, you know, just feeling anxious in general, or if you are feeling kind of lethargic um You know, if if just this sense of apathy is just like, oh, just too much, then you just sit down, you find, you know, a comfortable seated position, and we're either going to begin controlling the breathing with like long sets of holding the breath kind of at the top or the bottom, inhale, exhale, or, (laughs) or there's, you know, kind of bringing in, fresh air in like really strong hearty breaths and allowing that energy to start flowing and and the blood to get pumping and so just you know so there's that so there's meditating breathing um there's the movement and yoga and all bodies everybody can move in yoga and I, I i um i hear a lot of i can't even touch my toes how am i supposed to do yoga we do yoga because you can't touch your toes.
0: <laughs> Yoga's hard. Yoga's really yes. hard. It's like, holy crap! Yes. Like the just looking at you know the actual health benefits of it for for your spine. Yoga is like ten out of ten mm-hmm. for spinal health. Like it's nuts. Oh yeah, it's super good oh, for you. Yeah. I should do more shit like that, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, and I'm hoping as soon as I get, like, my space set up, I'm hoping to do, like, yoga on stream to help guide people through it. Just, like, beginner yoga, if possible.
0: Like, I've tried it a few times, and, like, honestly, there's nothing more, like, nothing that can emasculate you more than going to, like, (laughs) a yoga class and being, like, a, a fairly young sort of cis male and just getting absolutely shown up by a 70-something <laughs> old lady.
1: I'm telling you, people who have had long-standing practices mm-hmm. in yoga, they know their bodies mm-hmm. so well. And it wasn't until I um, started learning that yoga happens all the time literally 24 7 like you don't have to be on your mat to do yoga literally like your your posture the way you're breathing at all times the way you're stepping or moving into something the way you reach for something it is all just like are you conscious of how your body's moving or are you like just throwing yourself in every di- <laughs> direction um flailing like,
0: endlessly hoping you'll get somewhere
1: exactly and it's it's insane it's like there have been you know pregnant women you know men in their 60s 70s women in their 60s and 70s doing you know shoulder stands forearm balances like so many crazy inversions so many like pretzel poses like I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, this is amazing. And it's all because, like, they (laughs) yoga people built it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Like Yoga people really are, though.
1: Yes. I mean,
0: I I, as a child, I did gymnastics, so I I am still to this day extremely flexible, but yoga is different. Yoga is not just flexibility. There's so much to it. It's brutal. It's brutal. If you wanna (laughs) if you wanna feel pain, go to a yoga class and try and keep up.
1: Oh my gosh. And it also depends, like there's yin yoga, which is very slow, like there's no flow in between. You do a pose and then you reset and do another pose. And it's like each pose, you're holding it. And your body is like holy cow what is this and all of a sudden there's all this like energy that's letting loose and your brain is like but what about that thing that happened to us like five years ago that i'm still super embarrassed about and you're like stop it we're here
0: like <laughs> so what you were saying about breathing stuff as well mm-hmm. i tried like guided meditation a couple of times mm-hmm. and honestly every time i just get Like, my brain shuts off and then I just fall asleep. (laughs) Like, I'll just start snoring and just, just gone. Mm -hmm. Like.
1: Which is totally uh, normal. Yeah. That's that's
0: like, I feel like I'm wasting everyone's time and then I start snoring and everyone else loses concentration (laughs) and it's like, it's maybe just not for me. But I think that's why a lot of people turn to things like singing.
1: Because there's Mm -hmm. like a discipline
0: to it about like with your breathing and everything like that and like you don't think you're just doing the mm-hmm. thing you're being present in the moment and i think yes. that's why a lot of people move to that kind of stuff too
1: absolutely absolutely i think just like watching um i love going to see live music um you know open mic nights and things like that or just watching um live performances on you know from youtube or, where, yeah. or wherever and when you look at the guitarist the the drummer there are times in a song they're just like they're not looking at anything no. at some points they're not even looking at their instruments they're just in it and their bodies are moving and like i love that you bring up you know that if you do a guided meditation and you fall asleep it's literally like <sighs> the way that i best understand it is your your brain has already made that connection of if I am still and my eyes are closed and there's no like stimulation, sleep. Like this is sleep time. That connection has been made. And that is honestly, that's me as well. Like when I do meditations, I do like a, like a candle meditation where I set a candle on a chair and I'm sitting on my bolster and I'm like watching the candle and I'm closing my eyes and I'm watching the candle. I'm closing my eyes. The other things are like, you know, movement meditation, like Tai Chi or Qigong or, you know, things like that. And then you've also got for singing, sometimes, you know, car karaoke. It's a thing for a reason. Then <laughs> there's also, um, you know, like I have Tibetan singing bowls, which are like these metal bowls that sound absolutely beautiful. And you can om or chant or however with them, or you could just like sing along with them. And it's just that that vibration is so relaxing, and it's the same way like when someone's creating music or painting or
0: it's it's just uh, it's, the, like a lot of meditation is you're focusing on something so that you mm-hmm. stop thinking about literally everything else and you're just present.
1: Exactly,
0: and it's like it's super good for your brain to just be able to switch off like that, mm-hmm. um, and that's why it's so beneficial for a lot of people to do lots of different things, and it doesn't have to be you know like a holistic way. Just going and singing karaoke or like, you know, just focusing on your breathing and Mm -hmm. picking up a guitar and playing that, you know, like these are all different things that can just, you get just a moment of reprieve from your brain, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which a lot of people need. They need it. It's super important. Like, I don't know, like if if I go months without doing something like that, I just get so sad and worked up and stressed and mm-hmm. just I don't know, man, like
1: <laughs> you have to,
0: you have to do it. You have to like look after it.
1: Oh, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, so I think when a lot of people think about wellness, um, for example, like I have siblings that are skeptical. And it, to me, I try not to, because I've been on this journey for so long, I try not to have like immediate assumptions or judgments, you know? Um, And sometimes it's hard. It's like, how do you not know about all the types of wellness? Because everyone is human and everyone's starting from a different point. Duh. But it's like, so there are a few um, areas of wellness that I think... People should absolutely be aware of, and I've, I've got like a little list. So <laughs> let's go. So there's like, so there's um, emotional wellness, which I think is probably what a lot of people are most familiar with. Are you able to regulate your emotions in spaces where you feel very charged? Or spaces where you feel very, um, like your light is being put out, like when you feel like things are overwhelming you. Um, There's occupational wellness. Do you, you know, feel healthy in what you are doing as far as like your career goes? Um, Because some people are realizing, especially over the the course of the pandemic, which has not ended, (laughs) um, that the work environments that they're in, that they're in, be it at home or in the office are not as healthy as they thought it was initially. Um, you know, are they, are they supported if, and when they get sick, are they supported if, and when their family members get sick? You know, I, I've lost a lot of loved ones over this pandemic and it has made me realize some of those things of mm. whether or not i'm supported um and it is it is absolutely not okay for your supervisor or employer to tell you that uh work is a great distraction as you're mourning the loss of a loved one absolutely not healthy absolutely not okay Fucking <laughs>
0: like uh, yes i, I had a, a previous job um where, you know, I was I was going through some pretty brutal, you know, anxiety-based stuff. Like, uh, just to be, for full disclosure and everything, I was having, like, very regular panic attacks. Um, where, you know, I would just, I'd go to do something and, like, I just couldn't, I'd freeze, I'd start hyperventilating, you know, just overthinking I... everything. And... Mm-hmm. Eventually, it got to the point with this job because it was so stressful and everyone was so like rude and horrible and everything that I just said, "Look, I'm not coming back." And uh, good for you. Basically, the the owner of that company straight up called me, threatened legal action, and then said, "If just sitting on your bum's gonna make you better, then there's no fucking hope for you," and like hung up on me. this place had like signs up on the walls saying if you go to the toilet more than three times in a shift we will talk to you about it they wouldn't let you go out for your lunch break they brought food in so you couldn't leave like it was really fucked
1: up that is like that's awful i'm so sorry you (laughs) went through that first of all and what crappy people
0: i lasted a month. Like, it was a month, and I was like, I can't do this. Like, it destroys Ugh. me. Like, my partner I'm was so just sorry. like, you need to just not be there. Holy shit.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, that, oh, my goodness. Okay, we're going to have to, I'll send you some Palo Santo, and you just, you're just you just going to have to smudge yourself. Just cleanse your spirit of that.
0: Place. <laughs> so like, uh, that led me to go to, oh, I just knocked uh, one of my lights over. Hold on. Uh-oh. There we go. It's because I'm wiggling my feet about and I'm kicking cables and stuff. Like an idiot. <laughs> but that, that no. led to me to where I work now, and I love it. And like the the difference in you know, th- there's been times where maybe I don't feel 100, percent and my boss is just like, "Go home, go relax. Mm-hmm. You're cool. This is this won't count as an absentee or anything like that. Just just go home. You're cool." Like. that's amazing my partner got covid and i i wasn't testing positive and stuff my manager's Mm -hmm. just like no don't come in you're not coming in like not happening (laughs) stay home you can work from home it's fine it's absolutely fine see that's incredible different place
1: (laughs) and and the fact that you're able to see like the two sides of that coin is incredible like I, I, I think I told you. Like over the pandemic, I had maybe two and a half weeks at home working from home. After that, I was it was required <laughs> of of my group in particular to continue reporting into the office. After that, and it was terrifying. Like is this the a amount lack of, trust? of
0: that's what it is. It's
1: absolutely
0: <laughs> again I did it.
1: On. What is going on? why do you hate that light wookie I I why do you hate it? the light
0: <laughs> it's because it's precariously balancing on the uh the green screen i have for streaming like ah. it's like a, it rolls down and up and I ah. keep bumping it, and it goes no.
1: <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I like the new green screen, by the way. Thank you. It gives like a it gives like a different feel to your streams, but I still love it. I love it. I love it.
0: I, like the whole point of it is, I'm trying to minimize. I'm, I'm trying to make it more immersive. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I turn my camera off when there's cutscenes, little things like that. Like I've always yes. done that, and I've always been looking to make it more and more. Just you can focus on the game.
1: All right right i love that and it's it's funny um the first time i saw your like cut screen videos i'm like it's baby Wook. look at him i was so (laughs) like especially the part where you're chasing the star and you're just like come here come here darn you and then it like falls off the cliff or something it's just oh my god i was so tickled
0: that was two years ago (gasps)
1: <gasps> Baby Wook was just two years ago.
0: <laughs> I only started streaming two years ago.
1: Really? That's yep. so exciting. Oh, my gosh. And it's, I I am so, I cannot tell you how happy I am to have met you and so many amazing people. And it's like, we're not even, geographically, we're not in the same like space, but I feel like we are just like so connected and i, I love it i love it's it really absolutely cool. like, love it
0: the the sort of extended group we have there's so mm-hmm. much variety everyone's so different but it's so nice it's super nice and oh it's, yeah it's kind of an example of like why i was saying people should be like before doesn't matter where someone is what they represent you know what genitals yeah. they want to fondle it's
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly treat them like this. <laughs> Yeah. exactly exactly or martians if they want to identify as martians
0: yeah martians are cool <laughs> again if if you grew up in the culture of mars you know you're gonna be a martian it <laughs> doesn't matter where you're born
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly oh my goodness but before i digress too much i do want to tell you the the rest of the um circles of wellness do it so there's like the the spiritual wellness, which is, um, you know, a lot of people may assume that this is like, oh, you have to be religious or you have to be like into witchcraft or something like that. And honestly, it is whatever you believe, like if you believe in a higher power, if you don't, if you just believe like, you know, we're here just enjoying Mother Earth at, you know, it, it doesn't have to be like this big worshiping ritualistic thing. It's just however your experiences of this, you know, human life, whatever that is, do you feel well about it? Are you able to express yourself about it? Um, then there's, you know, physical wellness. And this one is huge because I think a lot of people automatically think fitness, fitness, you got to work out fitness, fitness. But there's also the people who have experienced injuries, who can no longer do the things that they were able to do before. And thinking, okay, are you physically able to do the things that you can and need to do? Are you stretching? Are you, you know, if you are injured, are you taking care of yourself? Do you have the wellness physically for what you need? Um, And I love that there's there's a lot more, there's a lot more around right now that talks about people who have physical disabilities and how they experience, you know, social environments, how they navigate uh, romance, how, and, and I say, I say they, because I, I don't, um, you know, I don't have a physical disability, but I am aware that these are things that exist. Like, There was a video I saw about uh, asking people with physical disabilities, how do you feel about others using the largest ADA restroom when you enter a restroom or when you're in a locker room or something like that? Like, how do you feel about that? And the most consistent reaction is I'm super pissed about it because... Um, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, the, for example, there was a woman who, um, was in a wheelchair. Uh, she identified as a woman and she's like, you know, I go in the women's restroom and it's like when in, in her experience of her life, she's like, when I feel that I have to go, I cannot wait to go. I can't hold it. I have to go. And if there's someone in that stall who's texting on their phone Or just like, you know, just using the extra walls. It's just like, oh, this is my alone space. Like, I just need this space. It is not okay. (laughs) So it's just, you know, physically, no matter what your experience is, are you, um, do you have the resources you need? Are you getting what you need physically? Um, There's also social wellness. What is your personality like? Are you introverted, extroverted? Are you somewhere in between which is which is me? I'm somewhere in between. I have bouts of being super extroverted and bouts where I'm like uh I think I'm going to be a hermit for a little bit and then I'll come back out. Um, you know, are you able to socially express yourself or or not? Um, then there's intellectual which is your journaling, your um you know, are you reading books that are Allowing you to explore yourself on an intellectual level. How you feel about things. How you feel about the world around you. Um, And then there's, you know, the environmental. How do you feel about the, literally the environment that you're in. Your home. Your work. your, Your walk to work. Your, just everything in general. Like, environmentally have you cultivated spaces where you can rest well, where you can read, where you can, you know, do your physical activity or where you can socialize. Can you socialize at home? Do you feel the need to go out? Are you uncomfortable with different dynamics? So it's, you know, so those are like the the major areas of wellness that I think are really important for people to see and be aware of. Um, Cause I notice like, A lot of people, particularly younger people that I've spoken to, you know, they'll say, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm bored. I feel uninspired, you know, in that stage of just like, oh, there's nothing for me to do. And it's like, oh, there's there's quite a bit. You can learn about your wellness circle. How can you make your life better?
0: (laughs) Or you could do what I do and just constantly do stuff. And then you're like, I don't know where I am anymore. Who am I? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I work eight hours a day. My streams Mm. regularly hit six, seven hours on top of that. Like, and I sleep like a baby.
1: (laughs) You are on it. You are certainly on it.
0: Yeah, I noticed there was a message in chat. Hello, I need some help. I work at Walmart as a door greeter and my stress is high. I feel like I'm about to explode and I don't know what to do to handle it.
1: That's... So I think, Wookie, if you, you, I was, I could jump on this one real quick. Go for it. (laughs) Um, So I, by no means am I, you know, a a professional advisor. (laughs) However, um, it kind of sounds like your inner self is already telling you that something's wrong. Um, And... You know, have you taken the time to sit down and understand what is causing your stress levels to be high? What is it in that environment there that is creating that for you? Is it being around people? Is it the thought of, you know, getting sick or are people being rude? Um, Are you holding your boundaries where you need them to have a more functional? Work life balance. You know, just kind of ask yourself what are your pros and cons? Like, what are the goods and bads about where you're working so that you can find out what is bringing you to the cusp of getting ready to explode? Because you don't want to get there. You absolutely don't want to get there. You, you, burnout is a real thing, overwhelming yourself is a real thing. And this is a part of that emotional physical intellectual spiritual kind of wellness part where are you checking in with yourself can you figure out what's triggering you in this way and from there can you make decisions to either shift to another department another store another manager if you bring up these concerns can you hold firm to your boundaries with you know your coworkers or the people around you just kind of I hope that helps. Maybe, maybe more context will,
0: yeah. will allow us. The way yeah. I see it is, is sometimes it's like a, you know, it, it takes on average, I was reading about this. On average, it takes three months for a human being to be sick of their work shit. <laughs> Basically. It's three, three months. Yeah, three months is when you stop that wow, new job. Hooray! And you just go to it's work. And Sometimes, like, even if you're doing something in your free time to, like, study, to, to go do something else, or if you're actively searching for another job, just doing that can be enough to relieve mm. it because then you start opening up to the possibility that this isn't forever. You yes. don't have to deal with this forever. And if you're, like, really, really unhappy about that job, I would suggest you start looking. Find something that's maybe less stressful for you something that's like i'm guessing as a greeter maybe you're more introverted and being put in a situation like that you know when you it's kind of against your nature you're going to be really you're going to be (laughs) out of your element and that would make you very stressed i mean again without context i know much more but if i'm unhappy with a job looking for another, just the act of looking for another job gives me enough mm-hmm. stress relief knowing that there's something else out there.
1: Absolutely.
2: You leave the door your ah. job because of physical limitations. Fair?
1: Which is absolutely fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you... As you look for other places of employment, you know, to Wiki's point, just make sure you're creating an environment where you can, you know, decompress. Because we all know that that person or those people who bring work home with them, um, and it's a lot of times where, you know, I will have to either delay or or cancel a stream myself because. I'm just so wound up from the from the workday, mm-hmm. and it, you just you just have to know you have to become more aware of like what you need, yeah. and write it down. Write it down because when you sit down to those interviews and you're gonna like smash all of them, just be able to say like, this is what I need. This this is the environment that I'm looking for. Can you provide that, and hold them accountable. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so there's that <laughs> yeah
0: so the, the whole wellness thing is really like interesting and you know it's cool like people really do need to I don't know look after themselves and take ownership of looking yeah. after yourself
2: <laughs> yeah
0: a lot of these times like the people they're not the best to themselves and you think would you treat another person like that why are you treating mm-hmm. you like that
1: Oh my gosh. I've, that is my, ah, oh, Wookie. That is like the lesson that I am like trying to learn for myself. It's hard. <laughs> it is so hard. I, uh, so there's this thing called shadow work and I know it sounds like mystical, <laughs> but I, I think you're familiar with it. I think we've spoken about it before, but like, Doing shadow work is like accepting parts of you that you don't necessarily like. And when you're berating yourself or when you're making yourself feel awful, even jokingly, like your brain doesn't know the difference. The same the same way that if you're like thinking about a past trauma or a past embarrassment, your body doesn't know the difference. Like your brain is literally putting you back in that time in that space. And so it's, yeah, it, it's, it, it's very interesting. One of the ways that I tried to learn how to stop doing that, stop berating myself and beating myself up when I'm saying like, okay, everyone be calm, be patient with yourself. And then I'm like, I didn't say that right. Darn it, why did I do that? And I'm like cursing <laughs> myself. I literally, uh, it was suggested to me that you pretend, like look at an old photograph of yourself or your sibling, a younger sibling and imagine as you're speaking to yourself at that younger age or your sibling at that younger age would you yell at them that way would you say those things to them would you call them those names no <laughs> so that has helped that has truly helped me but you know that takes a lot of conscious effort of like think about the younger self think about the sibling am i going to say the thing
0: it's 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 just a something that people need to do it's maintenance on yourself you know Mm. yeah i suppose we we then move on to the uh even hotter topic shall we the whole representation thing because we started having a discussion about this and i'm like let's save this for the podcast
1: oh yes oh yes
0: oh my god so uh (laughs)
1: where
0: where do we start (laughs) i don't know i i think uh uh, what you say in there, DBZ. Everyday customers yell at you because I ask them for their damn receipts. Isn't that kind of the job, though? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if someone's... You just have to remember that someone else is probably that unhappy with their life that a little inconvenience like that must just send them over the edge, and it's it's not your fault. You're doing mm-hmm. nothing wrong. You're doing your job.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I think maybe... Not to not to delay the, the discussion of representation, but like... <laughs> For that in particular, (laughs) it's like, you know, something as simple as asking your supervisor, please put up a sign towards the exit that says that says, like, prepare your receipts. Then they know because I I, and I've seen it before as I'm like leaving the store and someone's asking for receipts. They're like, oh, they're profiling. They're profiling. Can't believe they're asking. No, we're asking everyone. We're asking everyone. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, th- 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 yeah. there's only really a one shop here that does that and that's uh, Costco mm. but that's because it'd be so damn easy to just walk out with something and like they check everyone <laughs> you can't leave until they've checked your receipt
1: yeah and it's uh, like even um, oh my goodness so there's like a store called Marshall's and TJ Maxx here which is like they sell not necessarily off brand but just like yeah. Things at a at a more competitive price, which yes. is awesome. TJ Maxx and it's is here. like I,
0: it's called TK Maxx here, though.
1: It's the TK same Maxx, it's the same company. That's hilarious. I, I'm so curious why they do that, but I, I, I don't know. But in like, I was I've been traveling a lot more for like work and personal reasons, and I bu- I had to buy a suitcase because like the one I had didn't have wheels, and it's like this humongous, just like really obnoxious bag. And I'm like, I just can't, I can't, Pretty my spine Melly is going to get like, out of it. Across the yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. And it just became too much. And it like, so as I was checking out, she's like, okay, I'm just, I got to unzip everything and like check all the pockets. I was like, that's fine. I'll help you unzip it. Let me make this faster for you. And then when I left, like they checked again, but like, I didn't feel anything about it so it's like even if someone gets upset about it like wiki said like my crap that i'm feeling has nothing to do with anyone else doing their job and it goes for everyone so yeah
0: speaking of airport (sighs) security i got searched a whole bunch of times when i had a much larger beard and i think that's a bit more of a problem
1: (laughs) oh my gosh uh i uh I traveled abroad with my father um, a couple times and one of the times that we were coming back um, and this is my my biological father and uh, one of the times we were coming back we were held at customs for four hours. They checked everything. They asked us so many questions. It was so like it was so, like, just degrading. You walk through, like, these, like, sliding doors, and you're like, oh, like, heaven forbid you forget a piece of luggage on the belt because you turn around, you're not leaving. It doesn't open the other way. It's ridiculous. And it was cold in there. Like, no no manners, anyone.
0: <laughs> That's kind of like the job. Like, when you're spending all day investigating random travelers,
1: Hmm.
0: You're just gonna start getting really grumpy about it, right?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm always sick
0: of the people that have to do, you know, pat downs and stuff. They must just get so fucking sick of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I can only imagine. <laughs> and hearing the same joke, the same joke, like, oh, that's <laughs> that's my gun, or oh, no, no contraband on me. Like, I'm sure. Like whatever joke people think they're making for the first time, I'm certain it's not the first time they've heard it.
0: It's the same as when you get in a taxi cab and you say, so you start talking about the weather and then you ask, it's almost universal. You ask them, have you been busy today?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Every time,
0: every time. Mm -hmm. Or when you get off a bus, you say thanks to the driver. Literally everyone does that. It's universal. (laughs) Like they must just be like, why are you thanking me? (laughs)
1: <laughs> thanks for doing your job yeah. and not running me over
0: thanks, thanks for me paying you for a service thanks
1: yes yes absolutely goodness yeah.
0: representation
1: representation
0: holy shit which is a big deal <laughs> so when, uh, I'm, when i'm talking about representation like I, uh, i think I think the important thing is to Yeah, you do that DBZ. You go to Dragon Con, you enjoy yourself. Get that social resort, recharge. Do it
1: Oh absolutely. Heck I'm yeah.
0: Really <laughs> Are we even gonna get to this topic? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so the way I see it with representation is that you show a person from specific group or whatever mm-hmm. normally. Mm-hmm. It, like and i think it can go too far the other way as well with representation where you're really pushing for something yes. specifically and it comes at like expense of the rest of the experience um i mean at the end of the day it's really a piece of entertainment but like sometimes it's it's, it's just weird it, it's such a weird sort of back and forth with the discourse and everything, but there needs to be more of smaller groups in video games, in media, and all that, and they need to be shown as normal mm-hmm. people because that's what they mm-hmm. are—they're normal people.
1: Exactly, exactly. Like uh, it's
0: yeah. Go on.
1: No, <laughs> go no, no. no, no I, I'm so sorry to some... jump in. No, no, no. I, th- I think, I think that's absolutely important. And like you said, we got on this topic way earlier where it's it's not for everyone to have a space would just be like perfect. Mm-hmm. Like no no labels. You you pick up a game, you're like, oh my gosh, I want to play this game. And you can actually find something that relates to you. And I, I had a conversation with a really close friend of mine um just a couple weekends ago where He was asking me, you know, well, how how do you feel when we play, you know, X Y Z game, and there's not, you know, there's not a character like that reminds you of you in any way, shape, or form. Like, how do you feel about that? And it's very frustrating. I I think about it like we have these amazing minds out there developing these wonderful games and these intricate worlds, and all these awesome characters. But these very, like, (sighs) these very limited characters. Like, these very limited, as far as, like, representation. I mean, even having androgynous characters is difficult to find on a lot of games. Like, and it's more than just being you know, a tall, sexy purple elf with pointy ears and nose rings. It's, it's, you know, maybe I want to find a detective or, you know, a ghost hunter that has like big curly hair and a small petite frame. Who's like, you know, whose gait is like, (laughs) almost like Napoleon-esque, like, I've got this. We're going to do this. We're going to find all the ghosts. Like, maybe I want that because that makes me feel more connected to the game. And Maybe makes me want to play the game even more but it's it's challenging it's challenging
0: i mean it's almost like sometimes if a dev does something like that they're then seen as social justice warriors pandering to overly sensitive people Mm. which isn't the case Mm -hmm. i think uh for me the it, it kind of comes through and how popular like immersive sim games are and like rpgs and stuff because you make mm-hmm. your own character and you mm-hmm. make your own representation of you and i don't know what that says about me with all my dark souls characters because they are messes <laughs> but it's i don't know i think uh sometimes they may intend to do something good with it and then they, it comes as sacrifices the quality of the game And I think that's why a lot of devs just don't, because they're worried that they're going to make a shit game, because they're too busy trying to figure everything else out, when they could just copy-paste the same character 83,000 times. (laughs) But like, it's that, or they push really hard, and then you've got issues like Forspoken. Uh, Which hurt my soul when I read that stuff. Like, they're... They went hard saying, this is a strong female black character
1: mm-hmm. in
0: a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. None of the dev team are black. They didn't consult anyone. Yeah. And you have this white guy in an interview saying, she has a hip hoppy walk. <laughs> Which and is so fascinating. She was, she was close to going to prison before she ended up in the, the, the fantasy world. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is way too far the other way. Way too far the other way. But it's like, what does that
0: add to the story? Nothing.
1: <laughs> At all. At all. I mean in, in thinking the like giving her rage or an attitude instead of a instead of an air of like sheer curiosity and happenstance of coming across a world that is you know, so incredibly, you know, different. It's just like, you know, what, what stereotypes are we perpetuating at mm-hmm. that point? Because there's, there are going to be so many people who don't identify with that character, playing that character and tying in nuances of that personality or that personal experience with, okay, th- this must be how, you know, that particular type of person is.
0: I think that's why I like things like uh, Mass Effect so much. Because mm-hmm. there's just a smattering of everything. everything is kind of just shown as just, they're, they're just people. Like, mm-hmm. you, can be, you can be gay, you can be straight, you can do whatever, you can bone an alien if you want. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> just, that's what I'm getting at with the whole immersive sim thing, that it gives people the freedom to go off and explore that themselves. Mm-hmm. Which I think is more satisfying than just having a set story where specific situation is represented, and then it goes really sad, and that character always fucking dies.
1: Yeah. <sighs> always. Yeah. It's. It's yeah. It's rough. <laughs> Certainly rough. Because uh, like
0: the, the whole kill your gay, kill the gays, fucking. Uh, standard it's in a lot of media
1: mm-hmm.
0: character oh, comes yeah. out as gay it's this amazing thing and they get killed off and it's super sad
1: yeah it's like oh we just wanted to pull your heartstrings. that's all
0: <sighs> no show <sighs> them having fun show them going off and doing normal shit show them buying exactly. milk and bread and making Some a toasted sandwich stuff. <laughs> fucking hell it doesn't have it's to be funny. this there... giant thing just important people this... want to feel part of it
1: hmm absolutely absolutely like there's this comedian um Patton oswald and he's freaking hilarious and um there's a stand-up that he does where he's like you know i, I just want to get casted as the role of of a gay man but i want to be none of the stereotypical gay man mannerisms like i want to like every movie you see The gay guy has all this intuition. He knows everything. Like, he's almost just like, like reading a crystal ball. And he's like, if I'm going to do it, I want to be the dumbest gay best friend you've ever had. Like, I want to walk in the door and go, Oh, girl, what do you want to? I forgot what I was going to say. I'll be right back and leave the room. Like, it's just, and it's just hilarious. It's hilarious. But it's, you know, it's stuff like that. It's also
0: normal. Where it's like, (laughs) It doesn't like anyone yes. can have those moments where they walk in and they're like, I can't remember what I was gonna say. Never mind.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mid thought, your brain just goes doop yeah. doo, doop doo
0: <laughs> Mid thought's all the way through my thoughts, my brain does that. But it's just yeah. I think uh it's not even like a conscious effort to to whitewash a lot of the time as well.
1: I don't mm-hmm. think they're trying
0: to do that. I don't think it's they're Going, do you know what? Let's just not have anything like that. I think it's it's a comfort thing. It's a yeah. an ease of task because it's so complicated making this stuff. Right. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I w- I want more inclusion yeah. <laughs> in video games and, right, right. and shit, obviously, but
1: no. But I think that's a, I think that's a perfect way to to play devil's advocate, honestly, because you know. What do we do? We, we move along the lines that we're most comfortable so that we can be most successful in our endeavors. Um, but, well, not but, and, <laughs> and with that, it, it calls for adding more diversity and inclusion in those dev spaces so that you can have more people mm-hmm. Who have had more experiences? Who are comfortable speaking their story in a way that can just add more versatility to a game? And you know, like you said, like having a having someone, you know, sit down at an interview and say, like, oh yeah, you know, she's got this hip hoppy walk, and you know, she was on the verge of going to prison, like. I don't know if if anyone has seen this trailer but this game looks absolutely amazing from the trailer like before even knowing about that interview just getting like the first kind of peeks of what the gameplay looks like is incredible it is gorgeous it's like it's gorgeous and to then kind of dwindle it down with like stereotypical things is so frustrating. It's because not everyone has that experience, you know. And, and so, just adding more diversity and inclusion in those spaces to have more games like, you know, that have characters similar to. Let me guess, like 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 an Apex, <laughs> you know? They have all these different characters mm-hmm. with all these different backgrounds and. Like super in depth stories, and you have you know characters that are you know just so different in their own right, and who love you know same sex, opposite sex. Like is just to even add that to a game where it's like you're not really exploring their storyline like that, but you know their backline. Like they go above and beyond to share like we're 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 not just one dimensional. Mm-hmm. And what we assume this And that's a good example of it
0: not coming at cost to the rest of the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you make people feel represented, welcomed, mm-hmm. you know, seen as normal, and the game's not shit.
1: Yes. Yes. That's that's the important
0: <laughs> thing. Like if it's a cool story, it's a cool story, regardless of who the characters are. But I just mm-hmm. think you know, you can, you can add these little touches. You can add these little things that just make it feel a bit more inclusive. Yes. I and mean, you don't have to change the entire storyline. I mean, it frustrates me when there's things like, uh, you know, uh, The Last of Us 2. I didn't like mm. that game, but it wasn't because mm-hmm. of the storyline or anything like that. I just don't find the game that fun. But a mm-hmm. lot of people were super offended saying it's pandering to social justice warriors and all this because the main character is gay. Or one of the main characters is gay and she kisses another girl and just <laughs> this whole thing and it's like, well no, that's just how they wanted to do the story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's I just mean, it's <sighs>
0: stupid. It's stupid.
1: No, it it yes, absolutely. And it's like it makes me think of um what was it? Uh, I played um telltale games The Walking Dead, and one of the main characters is Clementine. And I love that this main character, you know, first of all, she's a young woman growing up in the middle of this awful, awful experience. <laughs> and um, you know, she, no spoilers i'll 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 pull the spoil no spoilers um, but she has all these experiences, and as you're going through her storyline of her growing up, um she gets to a place where she's of age to have you know romantic interests, and it is the player's decision who uh you know who she's interested in, whether be it you know male or female or no one um like you can friend zone everybody <laughs> so it's just it, it's i i I love games like that that you know, like you said, mass effect, if you want to go get with an alien, <laughs> then you can go do that it's
0: it it fits around you rather than mm-hmm. forcing you to a specific thing, and I think that's more welcoming I think mean, that's more it's yes. more natural feeling to the story and stuff as well, and it it feels less shoved in and just kind of well corporate said we had to do this so you know it's, yeah. it's just kind of it's it's inclusive it's more inclusive that way
2: yeah. and
0: again that, i think that's why immersive sims and things like you know big rpgs with silent protagonists are so popular because you've it's you it's you doing mm-hmm. it you make your mm-hmm. decisions and you can go that way <laughs> you know yeah just yes. it's just important and it's not done enough but again it shouldn't be at the expense of everything else as well There's, there's this balance you have to hit
1: i'll say um there's a game from my childhood yes from my childhood when you when you see kind of what it is you'll be like you played this as as a kid but yes so a game from my childhood um that I absolutely loved it was creepy as heck but I really enjoyed it Um, it's called Shadow Man Shadow Man, yeah and I love love Shadow Man and I loved just everything about that game and for anyone who's you know, from you know, the the Caribbean or anything like that, if those accents were bad I'm sorry I enjoyed it (laughs) (laughs) but um you know shadow man is such a beautiful game about um a black man who can go between worlds of the living and the dead and it it dabbles into you know the history uh well not history but it dabbles in the world of voodoo and there are not A lot of games like that that just like fully immersed in this entire culture. And it's not, you know, the selling point of this game was not like play as a black protagonist (laughs) at all. It's literally, it is how games should be. It's play this character who's exploring this, you know, creepy world and fighting these villains. And it has nothing to do with the fact that he's black is why you're playing it it's mm. the fact that you're learning his story you find out things about his brother about his family about his you know life you're you meet this mystical woman and you're listening and it's like everything about it is just it is an experience and it's not it's not because it's a you know it's not a black experience it's just an experience and it's an otherworldly game with a wonderful yet yeah, creepy storyline some of those some some of those enemies and those bosses you have to beat is like wow this is going to give me nightmares but it's it's so good it's so good if you haven't checked it out it's 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 a game that was released in the early 90s um yes i'm aging myself and it's a really good game
0: (laughs) so i like when it comes to talking about cultural stuff as well, there's there's a bit of an issue with like Scottish people in video games. Mm-hmm. They're always either really goofy, mm-hmm. you know, with the really thick Scottish accent, or they're really really self-sacrificing.
2: Ah, uh.
0: think of the Tomb the Tomb Raider reboot, the Scottish guy, self-sacrificing. Yeah. think of yes the dwarves in dark souls 2 goofy (laughs) you know (laughs) Um, yes it's just how it is it's really bizarre and i don't really understand it because you know we're just the same as everyone else we just got different accents
1: yeah and there's also the um i don't know i feel like there's also the thought that they've got to be the the mastermind evil villain there's also that one I, I i it's just very interesting it's very interesting it's like everyone has their box and they're like oh accent scottish act bloop right there
0: goofy guy let's go right there move on mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well i think i think we're good to leave it there but i i just want to thank you for your time ellie we'll need to do this again this was fantastic absolutely I, always Always relish the opportunity to sit and chat with you. I, know, I want to do more. <laughs> and if same, you guys want to check out same. Melly, like uh, Melly De Martian on Twitch or Martian Melly on Twitter.
2: Yes. There yes. We go. I got it right. I got it right.
0: <laughs> Even though it's right there on my other screen, I wasn't looking. It... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Any closing thoughts?
1: Um,. So I guess my my only remarks in general is, first of all, Wookie, thank you so much for allowing me to sit and talk to you about all these things that that we both love and adore. And, you know, I I think that these are really awesome conversations to have. I hope that people took something from this, even if it's just one person that makes me feel better. (laughs) Um, So, no, I just. Continue to be kind to yourself and others, and this was this was a lot of fun for me. So thank you so much for allowing me to be in this space with you.
0: So when's your podcast happening, huh? Oh, uh,
1: hmm? <laughs> we'll see about that.
0: You should totally do one. You should absolutely do one.
1: Let let's let's talk after this because um, you might be onto something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright guys I'll be back in a bit with some uh, Satisfactory where we finally made the place coal powered I know I did a thing <gasps> I was productive Yes Alright yes! guys I'll be back in a minute Melly once again I love you thank you so much oh, bye bye
1: no, no, no.